What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Ankith Harathi, who is the co-founder of Macro. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Good. Thanks, Matt, for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm really looking forward to diving into what you built, which is like a really unique product in, in, in the category. So for, for people that don't know what Macro is, what have you built? Yeah, so Macro is a customizable interface for your Zoom meetings, and we really reimagined what a meeting interface looks like with collaboration and also inclusive conversations at its core. So you can think of uh, kind of Macro as a plug-in or an add-on to Zoom, but the, the way it really works is actually we wrap or contain the entire Zoom experience, and what that allows us to do is like let you have your regular Zoom meetings, which are powered by Zoom's audio video technology, the same links with the same people you would meet with, but we let you customize, configure your meeting interface to actually enable you to have a better meeting. So there's a lot to unpack here um, because there's a lot of companies out there, I'm sure you're aware of all of them, Mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, you know, Zoom is doing this, they have flaws, let's compete head on. And they're building competitors, you got some of the API, you know, it's like you got people going for Zoom, where you're, I think, I'm sure there's others, maybe not, but you're the one, one, one of the only ones that are actually doing the opposite. And you're like, no, you're almost, you're almost betting on Zoom and you're just making it better. Can you kind of describe how you made this decision and also just how you view Zoom? Like, are they a competitor or are they kind of your friend? How do you think about that? Yeah, so I think you can take the meeting and you can unpack it into like layers. I always love the, the ogres are like onions. They have layers from all the way back when in the Shrek, uh, Shrek days. But if you think about the layers of a meeting, so you have your inputs to the meeting, which are, you know, predominantly your camera and your mic and you have companies innovating at that space too. So mm-hmm.app, which just launched a few weeks ago, that's basically like in camera augmentation that lets you really customize your camera input. Snap camera is another example of that as well. Um, and then you have like mic augmentation companies like crisp.ai, which does the like automatic background noise detection, cancellation, all that stuff. Then you have like the in-meeting synchronous experience. And then you have like the post-meeting processing. And so then, so what has been more popular today has been like Zoom API apps. So these are companies that cloud record your meetings by default, they're required to, and then they take that recording and ingest it into their own algorithms. And they're able to spit out some really interesting stuff with your meetings, um, some significant time after the meeting, after they process it. Where we're kind of living is like in that middle, in the synchronous experience. So we're not changing the input, which means actually you can use us with Snap Camera, with mm-hmm, with Crisp, all the other normal tools. And you can also still, if you want, post-process your meeting with the other companies. But 
we are actually controlling the in-meeting experience. So we're not recording anything. Macro doesn't need any recordings to work. All we're doing is like basically changing your Zoom interface. So adding in plugins, changing around where the video and audio are coming from, spatial audio or um, spatial video and visual representations to just better suit your meetings. So that's kind of like the Zoom layers. And then you have other companies um, outside that you kind of mentioned of like that are competing directly head on with, with Zoom with themselves. And it's a very intentional decision that we made. I think that my co-founder, John, and I just strongly believe in what we call like low surface area, which means like, how do you give the most value without changing as much of the user behavior? And inherently, if you build a new tool, there's a lot of behavior change required, right? It's a big new surface area that somebody has to learn and explore. And so we were like, rather than trying to be a platform, there's so many companies that are innovating in the meeting space, um, like Navigator, like Fireflies. Uh, I mean, there's, there's, you know, countless, especially during times like this, well, they're, they're platforms first because they're trying to take the meeting data, like agendas, like notes, like action items, and put them on their own website, which you need to remember to go to every single time you want to do something. And more importantly, your entire team needs to remember to do that. Otherwise, there's not as much value there. And so we think that that's the same behavior changes a lot. And some people will hump, jump over that hurt, those hurdles consistently, but a lot of people won't. And so how do you drive value without changing behavior? Well, you build on the backs of someone who's done it successfully and the behavior is already ingrained that you go and click the Zoom links and you launch your Zoom meetings. Let's just like take over that experience and make it so much better. Yeah, you obviously understand the market really well and like your place in the market, um, which is, I feel like, important where you got uh, hundreds, probably hundreds of people that are vying for the market, especially what's going on with COVID. So let's talk about how it works or not how it works, but like, let's say I use it, I download it. Let's say yeah. we're on macro now. What, what superpowers do you give, do you give Zoom? Like, can you just walk through some of the features or kind of how, what it would look like if we were on it right now? Yeah, so I, mean, I can send you some product visuals so you can accompany that. I know podcasts are much more audio format. But imagine you were able to take your Zoom interface and change where the videos are depending on what you're talking about in the meeting. So, you know, for this, for this meeting, it's great that our kind of videos are front and center because we're just having a conversation. But let's say, like, you know, we want to jump into working in a Google Doc or working on a Figma or working on some other collaborative document or pair programming. Well, what I would normally have to do in a Zoom is I would have to, like, Commander alt tab and zoom would kind of disappear into the background and on my applications at the foreground and I still have your audio, but I've lost your video and I'm basically just on a call with you. Um, what we can do is say, okay, you want to actually now collaborate with someone as opposed to just talking with someone. We can then make the videos in zoom themselves like animate become much smaller and go off to the corner of your screen so that they're out of the way and you're making space to get work done, but you're still having that presence with your team. So you actually are working together with something. We've made space for the work, but you're still in the meeting and you actually still get that, that familiarity and that um, feeling of being together. So that's just one of the superpowers of being able to customize the audio video and like the actual amount of screen real estate that the Zoom takes up. The second is what's been getting a lot of buzz as well is airtime. So uh, we can actually talk about the, the genesis of macro and why we built these superpowers uh, a little bit later on. But what airtime does is it, it's just like this really simple, but we think it's really beautiful graph format where dynamically in the meeting is kind of this blob that is always evolving and it's actually growing towards the people who are speaking more and shrinking away from people who speak less. And it, at very quick glance, you can kind of just see, is it a, roughly a circle? Cause then you have like pretty equal distribution of airtime. And if it's like lopsided concave or convex, you know that there've been a little bit of domination or some people being quiet. And you know, that sometimes it's okay. I think we, we make an opinionated product 
but we're not telling people how to run their meetings. I think people know the best way to run their meetings and we're trying to allow them and empower them to figure that out and do that together. So we're not telling you, like we're not flashing alerts saying, hey, you know, Ankit's dominating and Matt hasn't spoken, right? We're actually, we're not doing any of that. We're just letting the person seeing it, letting them be aware of it, which I think is the most part is that aware, most value add is that awareness. And then you can make a change if you want to. If you feel like, oh, I didn't get this person's opinion. Now I don't have to think about it. It's actually there, just presented to me in the data. I can then ask them, hey, like, what do you think about this? So those are two of the supervisors. We can go into, go into more, but I don't want to ramble. Yeah, no sweat. So I do want to go into more, but first, let, let, let's go back um, into yeah. the, the origin of the story and kind of hear why you decided to build these superpowers for meetings. And yeah, just wh- why did you decide to start Macro? So uh, Macro's origin story is actually a bit... I mean, I like all companies, it's not, not straightforward at all. So John and I, we, we actually launched our first product in the space over almost two years ago. Um, we, we got on this idea of time and how, is, how can we spend time productively? And we actually started like very personal, like how as humans can we be better people where we spend our time? And we found that the personal aspect wasn't great. Like there's not a lot of data where people spend their time aside from like, I don't know, consultants and business school folk, they're not managing their personal lives on a calendar. And so we looked at, okay, well, where is there a lot of data? Where is there like an ulterior incentive for people to spend their time better? And it's like companies and, and you know, and meetings uh, we stumbled upon really quickly. And rather than take the approach of like, we know what's wrong with meetings, we're going to fix them. We took like the data first approach of like, let's just build a tool that collects a ton of data about meetings. And what we built was a Slack integration and a calendar integration that would ping everybody in a meeting after it was over and ask them for an emoji based like one through five star kind of rating on that meeting calculate a score and get extra feedback if it wasn't good and we called it net meeting score it grew really virally we had you know tens of thousands of people using it hundreds of companies from like startups to like public fortune 500s using it within months and we were just sitting on a ton of data and then you know eventually we looked at the data I mean, this was a while we probably could have looked at the data a lot sooner but being honest we were just caught up with other things and scaling and Looked at the data and the data told a really interesting story, which was in virtual meetings, there are specific problems that were happening. Um, first, it was like surprising to see the number of virtual meetings. If just one person was just not physically in the room, it was a, it's a virtual meeting, uh, which was a vast majority, over 70 plus percent. Then data came out saying like virtual meetings are more likely to be dominated by a, a person or a single uh, a group of people leading to an unproductive discussion. Uh, virtual meetings are more likely to have unclear next steps and also are less likely to have uh, preparation in advance so everyone knows what the purpose is and so that really informed okay now we have this idea of over like you know over 500,000 meetings at that point of our our time like the data is really clearly pointing this direction now rather than just like giving you the 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 post-mortem report on the meeting let's actually just fix the meeting while it's happening like let's just do it live and that's how we came to like this interface level and we stumbled upon the zoom sdk um, which was in its infancy but it had a lot of potential. And I think that's as we kind of doubled down on building on top of Zoom and uh, got us to where we are today. And what led to kind of a branding shift over to Macro, um, which kind of represented our whole intelligent orchestration theme at this like kind of meta level across the different workflow tools. It's a great story. And it just goes to show that startups aren't a straight line. Startups are startups, right? These are messy things. And Sometimes it takes years, some like you know, sometimes multiple, right, to like get it off the ground. But it kind of takes that, that timing, the right product, right founder insight to just go. 
So let's let's talk about more. Um, so you, I think you shared some like the key superpowers. Um, are there smaller features that are like little nice to haves? Are there more superpowers? Um, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, would lo love to hear some more more things you can do with macro. Yeah. So one of the other really key superpowers that people are just really loving is our integrated notepad. So right now a lot of people take notes during meetings, but your meeting is there and you have to like context switch over or like switch your screen over or bring up a new application to take your notes. What we do is right in the zoom interface in a single native window, we have a notepad and it's not just like a normal notepad. What we do is as you're typing, we're instantly categorizing your note as either an action item, a question, a takeaway, or just a general note. And once you've done that, and once you're like taking that note, it is syncing that entire interface live to right now a Google doc. And so what, what happens is Macro creates a new Google Doc for your meetings. It organizes the Google Doc on like the name, the date, the time, who's there, and it's syncing those notes live and categorizing them and managing them. And for recurring meetings, it'll just append uh, to, the, to the existing document. And so you have this kind of record, and this document is managed by Macro. So that's, and then eventually, you know, we have other integrations coming, not just Google Docs, but, you know, Notion, Evernote, Bear, kind of all the kind of spectrum of note-taking apps that people use. But people have been loving that because of like how seamless it is and also how shareable it is that like now this Google Doc's been done, it's beautifully formatted and you can just go in and share this to the rest of your team. And they're like, wow, this Google Doc, like it's kept a record of our meeting so effectively. It's not like AI trying to guess at what is the action item that's coming out of this meeting because that's so nuanced and so incredibly hard to do. But rather it's per people taking notes like they normally do, but in a much more structured and managed way. Um, so that's kind of like the, the last kind of core superpower. Some smaller ones, people love we actually put a little subtle countdown timer to let you know how long is left in your meeting if you're over running time or how long you've been in a meeting if it's not a scheduled one that has like an end time on your calendar um we also like let you quickly like launch in from our home screen it just kind of shows you your days and zooms and like like links to just join each one as opposed to going back and forth to your calendar to find the link to click um yeah we have a ton of like little 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 things but those are kind of our main superpowers that we have out right now yeah it's 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 really cool to hear and i'll definitely like want to try it because i i well i guess i'll i'll turn it on another question so for these types of conversations i um you know i talked to a lot of founders today i will have done three or four conversations could even like i use macro specifically just for like the note-taking capability if i don't want to like write notes i'm like oh they said this or they need help with this could, could a macro be used almost for a creator too or not necessarily that use case? Yeah, for sure. We actually have a ton of creators as well, like using it specifically. I think depending on who you are and what type of meetings you're having, like certain parts of the superpower will appeal. Like certain parts of our feature set will just appeal more naturally to you. Some people like, especially managers or sometimes individual contributors who belong to like maybe groups of people who just don't typically get a lot of airtime in meetings, which is like something we're trying to fix. Like they'll gravitate to the airtime map, right? Because they just love that data. They love that subtle awareness. And we actually send you an email after the meeting automatically with all your notes. But we also just like give you a, a quick airtime tally of breakdown of like, here are all the people, here's a percentage of airtime that they ended up speaking the entire meeting. Um, so like they gravitate towards that. People who are like URI or who are like maybe creators or product managers, they love the note taking app because that's kind of what they do. And it just like streamlines their workflow. And then other people who just want to be present with their team and replicate that sense of being together and working together that you normally get in an office but you don't get when you're everyone's uh, all over the world or um in their own apartments that's like great to like have these customizable viewing modes for macro um that like allows people to really just shape shift the zoom interface 
And just what's so special about this is that you got a, a lot of teams, as I said, you know, are competing directly with Zoom. So they got to focus on all the features Zoom already built where you are on top of Zoom. I mean, maybe that's how you like explain it. And then like, yeah, you don't have to worry about some of these base things. You can just build the things at the light, you know, the thing, you know, like just, you can focus yeah. on these things that, that are on the bottom of the, of everyone else's checklist. Cause they're just trying to get to the functionality of zoom, which is harder than people expect. I, I, I don't, I mean, I don't think people realize like zoom is not a simple product. Like it's like, no, it's very intense. You know, it's incredibly complicated. I mean, to do audio is incredibly like it's hard, but it's doable to do video is hard, but it's doable. But to do synchronous audio video that time perfectly with each other is incredibly tough. And so, you know, you have people who are trying it out like with WebRTC these days. And I think it's way too early to tell how scalable that is. But people are trying. And they, there may be some extra more innovation coming from that. But that was exactly the decision of like, what can we be world class at? And startups, it's all about a focus game. You have to pick something and you can't try to do everything. And so rather than trying to focus on both zoom like let's get to parity with zoom in terms of quality reliability and now it's about the best interface like that's just like you're biting off so much more versus like if you can obviously there's platform risk but we can talk about that but you can just leverage the, the kind of the real like the tracks that they've built and put your own kind of carriage on those tracks and like you've taken care of distribution you've taken care of the infrastructure the zoom sdk is free we don't pay for any like servers essentially because they're all like client-side downloadable application so there's no cost to us around the meeting because it is your zoom meeting that you're already paying for zoom and all we're doing is just trying to make the experience of meetings just that much more delightful as you put it so let's look at you know, right now you're work uh, you're focusing on a couple of you know a good amount of superpowers you trying to make meetings more delightful let's go out what does macro look like in a decade, or I guess in other words, um, what is the big vision? And if you are able to achieve it, um, and when you achieve it, what will what will macro look like then? Yeah, so I think that vision is always a tough thing to, to nail down in a concise amount of words. I think what we've, our current uh, phrase that we go by is like super powered interfaces for the workplace. So what that means to us is meetings are kind of this nucleus of workplace communication. Like it is like the remaining fully synchronous method of talking with your teammates or partners. Um, everything downstream and upstream from meetings is the same content that you're working on that you're discussing in a meeting, but you're using separate tools. But the tools are so disparate that there's inefficiencies caused by using them. And so one strategy could be, let's just build a super app that everything is all in one. And you see that really popular in the Eastern countries where they just are used to these kind of conglomerates that own the entire spectrum. I think in how teams use like work today, there will not be a super app that really dominates, but rather like, people will continue to have their own workflows that work the best for them. But if we can make that so much more connected, and so we call that intelligent orchestration, where how can we work together between apps that create a really seamless experience. So like the Google Doc integrations is kind of the tip of the iceberg for that, where it's like, it is two separate apps. It is Zoom and Google Docs, but they're working together in harmony, orchestrated by macro. So macro is basically this kind of, presence across all your workspace suites of tools that is connecting everything together really nicely and really naturally and so you are just focusing on what you do best which is the work as opposed to like updating every single system of record that informs the rest of your team or that even keeps you in check with what you have to do 
And to make that happen, you'll you'll need some help, right? Like you'll obviously need customers. You'll probably need some more employees, maybe in more yeah. investors if you're trying to go down that track. But what I can guarantee you will need 100% is help from the forward-thinking founders community. So for my last question for you is how can the forward-thinking founders community help um, with what you're doing and help push your vision forward, whether it's hiring needs, becoming users, anything like that? How can the listeners help? Yeah, so I think the two biggest priorities for us are one, feedback, and the second is, like you said, hiring. So Macro is actually free and available to anyone today to download. There's no wait list. We don't believe in the kind of exclusionary wait list just for hype, hype sake, but rather like we just want to get people using the product and giving us their raw feedback, no matter how brutally honest on like what adds value to them, what helps them, what doesn't help them, what do they need to see in this product for them to be like, that was amazing or that was incredible. And I think we're already hitting some of those gold nuggets from our users today. So feedback would be great. You can download us at macro.io. Uh, we're only available on Mac OS right now, but we have support for other platforms coming in the near future. And the last is hiring. So like you said, uh, this is not a small feat to do this. And so we're a team of five right now. We're globally distributed, but we're actively hiring for more full stack engineers and a design lead. Cool. Well, I appreciate you coming onto the podcast. If anyone listening, you know, has enjoyed the conversation, how can they, how can they connect? Do you have a Twitter? What's your URL yeah. email? I guess if someone was interested in any of your asks, how can they get in touch? Yeah. yeah. So macro.io is like the website, the domain, the Twitter handle is macro underscore HQ. You can also just write to me directly. I'm on Kith, A N K I T H at macro.io. Um, yeah. Write to me directly. I'd love to hear from you guys and, Hear what else we can do to make your meetings that much more delightful. All right. Well, this is a really exciting product and I'm excited to see where it goes and I'll definitely give it a shot, especially for the podcast. So thanks for coming on and best of luck making it happen. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Matt.